Hello, my name is Ahad Hassan, and welcome to Titan Alumni Talks, a weekly podcast where we talk to alumni about their journey as a Titan and where they are today. Having been established in 1957, CSUS is now nearing 300,000 alumni. Because we are a family of Titans, we should ask the question, who are our alumni? Join me every week as we meet some of our CSUF alumni from various industries to answer this question. For today's episode, we have Monica Deritich as our guest. She graduated from CSUF with a bachelor's in communication in 2009, and she now works as an expert digital marketer and former VP of marketing and CRM at JustFab. JustFab is a fashion subscription e-commerce site with over 5 million members whose primary products include shoes, apparel, handbags, and jewelry. Thank you, Monica, for coming back to campus and joining us for this episode of the podcast. Thanks for having me, Ahad. So one of the first questions we wanted to know is what happened after high school? What made you choose Cal State Fullerton and how did you end up here? Whoa, let's go back in time. Um, So I graduated high school in 2004 and I actually entered college as a sophomore. Um, I'm not sure if it's the case now, but way back when you could take college classes at the community college for free um, and you can get high school credit and start earning credits uh, for college at the same time because I didn't want to rely solely on AP classes. Um, But straight out of high school, which was Carson High, so I'm so Cal born and raised, I I went to UC Santa Barbara for a year and I knew my major was going to be communications and they have a mass communications program and I was there for a year. I I had an amazing time there and lived the whole dorm life. Um, But then after the first year when I thought, hey, like I'm gonna have to start working you know the job market in Santa Barbara isn't you know too big especially in communications Uh, so I actually ended up transferring back home I did a semester at uh, Harbor College which is a community college and then after that semester I got into Cal State Fullerton and uh, what was really compelling about Cal State Fullerton is the College of Communications. I knew I still wanted to do communications. Um, I love that there was a concentration um, aspect to the to the major. So, um, and I love that it required an internship in order to graduate, which is not something that was required at UCSB. So, how was the process of transferring from UC Santa Barbara to Harper College and then to Cal State Fullerton? It's a long time ago, but I recall the process requiring a lot of just due diligence and research, um, figuring out exactly what I needed. So when I had to transfer, I think I had to take a statistics class at the community college and um, a chemistry class, just like some general GEs before I can transfer over um, to Cal State Fullerton. I was it wasn't able I wasn't able to do a direct transfer. Okay. And this is it's all about timing too. So making sure that you plan your moves with you know enough time to get what you need done and understand what you need to do, yeah. um, and then make it in time for that application <laughs> process. So um, thankfully it was relatively smooth, and then I uh, I started my journey here. I see. So. When did you know that you wanted to be a communications major? Was it like back in middle school or high school? Or was it like one specific thing that changed your mind? You know, I I think I always saw myself in fashion. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get to that in a little bit. But um, I didn't know specifically what aspect really. Um, and in high school, I took a, an aptitude test. It basically asked me things I like to do and how would I rank um certain activities and do I want to do the same thing every day or do I want to work on a different project every day Um, and it gave me it spit out a bunch of different results and at the very top was uh, communications and then it sort of explained all the different things that you can do with a communications a degree in communications so you could be um, 
you can go into enter entertainment, you can um, you can go into PR, you can go into advertising. Start your own podcast. You can start your own podcast. You can do so much with uh, a focus in communications. Yeah. I really like the aptitude test. It helps a lot of people since we like to see ourselves as knowing what we want to do. But there's a lot of times like when you start high school or maybe you're undeclared as a major in college, it helps you like just let you know what would be good for you. Like it might not be the top of the list, but there might be something that just sparks your interest. Or something that you're not even aware of. I, um, I have a niece in high school and um, I found not the same aptitude test, but one very similar. You can find them for free and literally take it while you're yeah. eating lunch. Um, and so she got uh, also marketing and business and also computer science. Oh, so it's, it's funny that it's not always all in one area. Yeah. And a lot of the times, if you like all three, you can find a way to make it work. By minoring in two of them and majoring in one of them. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, how old is your niece? She is 15. Oh, okay. Do you know if she's planning to go to Cal State Fullerton? Um, I think she's playing with a lot right now. Uh, she is, just got done doing a um, college entry prep course at UCLA. Oh, oh, that's pretty cool. So if it's not one of the Cal States, maybe UC. That'll be great for her, yeah. And you also mentioned that you like how they needed an internship over here to graduate. Yeah, so I, uh, I was in school right when the recession hit. So if you graduated between 07 and 09, um, you know, it was a really hard time to find a job. I think uh, growing up and preparing for college, you're sort of used to are used to hearing stories or at least about people being offered jobs even before they graduate just just waiting for them all of a sudden that stopped during the recession sort of forced me to think how I wanted to use my time wisely uh, here so I actually ended up going uh, to night, night school night classes and working full-time during the day so the internship where did you get it at I got a public relations internship at Vans, one of my favorite companies. Obviously, I wore a lot of their yeah. shoes. Um, uh, and it really was a great introduction into how a workspace and a, a business can be fun and have culture. Because I knew whatever I was going to do, I needed to love because I'm going to spend, you know, my entire day there. So I knew from that experience that, you know, work needs to be a passion. And did the College of Communications help you find that internship, or was it something you needed to get to on your own? At the time, I was tasked to find an internship, and I went to all the job boards I could find. I think I even went to Craigslist. Don't do that, folks. But I think I found it on an uh, internship listing board, and, and I took a long shot. I believe it was posted for, like, over a month. Oh. And I thought, you know, it would be great to, if, I, if this can happen. Um, and I got an email, and I was brought in and um, had a wonderful experience. I was actually there for nine months. It was a paid internship, um, which was wonderful to have back then. Was that your first internship that you found, or were you, like, dabbling in it before? You know, it was my first and only. I know that uh, from speaking to a few students here recently that you guys are just, like, ahead of the game and uh, have several internships under your belt before graduating, which I think is amazing. If I can go back in time, I think I'd... I'd probably do that, um, but I was also working full-time. Yeah, but getting your first internship or job, I remember, like, my first experience when I opened up the email walking, it, it's something. It's, like, really nice. I'm like, oh, I actually got in and yeah. walk in to the... To yeah, so it's super cool that they do that. I wish more colleges on campus would require internships or at least some sort of job experience while on campus. Agreed. I think it was uh, it was crucial to my first steps in, in career after graduating. And then, like, forcing it upon you... Because I know there are some people who want to like stray away from it or just aren't as open. But if you needed to graduate, then you kind of have to do it. Otherwise, you don't graduate. 
um, I had a cousin in the University of Toronto, and he was a mechanical engineer. And the way that uh, their program worked, you would take, I believe it was one year on and then one year off working. So you would just like switch back and forth each year for like four or five years. And then he came to the U.S. to work. And with that, he already had two or three years of experience under his belt, while most U.S. students, they didn't have anything. So he was able to like secure the job market. Yeah, and that was the sort of the deciding factor, not to try and bring it back to something dark about the recession, but like a lot of my friends graduated and then weren't able to find jobs because they didn't have the work experience via an actual job or an internship. So that was what really helped me um, be set apart once once I graduated. Yeah, because if they weren't hiring like professionals in any like field, it would be hard to imagine them hiring just like college graduates who had nothing under their belt under that time. Yeah, and then uh, on the other side of actually hiring interns and finding interns, um, you know, once once you're out of college, it's not really an option to do an internship, at, at least at like, a corporate company based yeah. on like, you know, company policy. You know, um, uh, I oversaw interns that the, the company required that the student be eligible to receive credit for okay. for the um, for the internship, so not only did they have to be enrolled in a college, they had to be eligible to receive credit. And some universities don't offer that during certain you know periods, like I think winter break. So it, ma- it makes it challenging to even get that experience on the student side, and even more challenging for the companies that really want to you know, help the students get that experience and also get some help while they're at it. Yeah, it seems super difficult, and especially like when you're actually out of college and you're working on things on your own, you don't really have time to do an unpaid internship. So with that, what is the work that you do now at JustFab? So I'm no longer with JustFab. I actually um, have taken the summer off. I had a shoulder injury, and I'm sort of working on healing and just an overall reset. I've been really working since I left college. Um, and it's been nice to have this break. Uh, but my most recent role was VP of Marketing and CRM. And so what I oversaw was all of the site marketing operations for an e-commerce website, um, basically creating the strategy for an integrated marketing roadmap, um, which basically outlines, um, outlines everything from what the site's going to look like, um, what the stories we're telling, when things are launching on the site, what is, how is it going to be told on site versus email versus on social media. Um, I oversaw brand marketing. I oversaw um, the e-commerce merchandising. So if you go to a website and you see that it's somehow organized based on best recommendations for you, a lot of that is uh, curation or a lot of that is using big data at scale to customize a website just for you based on what you've browsed or purchased. Um, And then I oversaw CRM, which is customer relationship management, um, which basically means I oversaw the relationship from the brand to the customer as one-on-one as you can get it. Um, So emails, SMS, uh, push notifications if there was an app. Um, So um, basically all that the customer journey life cycle. So if you're a new customer, an existing customer, a best customer, the communication that was sent from the brand would, would vary. Um, then I also manage uh, the social media team and um, oddly enough styling as well at JustFab. <laughs> That's pretty cool. You do a lot of like behind the scenes that people don't really see, but they appreciate at the end of it. Well, that is one thing that I I knew I wanted when I was very young. I wanted to be part of the behind the scenes, like let's be, be a part of making it happen, but not in, in the spotlight. Um, that's why I thought I was going to go into PR, uh, which was my concentration yeah. here, which is oh, not okay. actually what I do. 
So what made you change from focusing on PR and then switching that over? Um, So after my internship at Vans, uh, I then uh, decided to get my foot in the door at Hot Topic headquarters. Um, And while I already had experience working at other fashion brands like Michael Starrs, as well as uh, being a sales representative in wholesale sales at Lucky 13 Apparel, um, I really knew I wanted to work for another company that had a very similar uh, office culture. Um, which was Hot Topic, Um, and I applied for a customer service role, and the uh, talent and acquisition teams, you know, asked me if I was interested in working as a receptionist. I see. So I started as a receptionist, and about six months in, I had an opportunity to work for the e-commerce team. Is there anything at Cal State Fullerton that you saw specifically shaped you? I think I had uh, a couple, yeah, I'll share. Uh, First was I actually... um, was able to be part of a study abroad program. Uh, so Global Media Management was the name of the program, and it was a summer in Florence, wow. Italy. And it really changed my life and opened, um, you know, culture and um, and travel to me. I I knew then that I needed to find a career where it allowed me to travel and took me places. Uh, so it sort of affirmed, you know, I want to work in fashion. I want to travel the world. I want to be in these places. Um, now, I'll be honest, I don't remember exactly the classes I, I took as part of this global media management program, but the experience um, has stuck with me for a lifetime. I actually met my best friend um, there uh, at, at, during that program, um, which I think everyone should do study abroad uh, as part of their um, college experience. Yeah, it seems like something, especially in your case, you did it before the Vance internship? I did it before, before yes. yes. Yeah, so it feels like it could be something, especially since it was in Italy, you know, a lot of fashion goes on there, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it is like a lot of experience based off of just like the country you go over the classes that you take because the classes are similar, like they're accredited. So they're based off of each other to an extent, the ones you can take here. Yeah. And just seeing how, you know, how other people live their lives, it gives you so much perspective yeah. and it really, um, it sort of shapes the possibilities, especially, you know, gearing up to graduate, which I think I had like a couple more semesters when I, when I did that. Um, so super valuable, super pivotal. The second pivotal moment, or I guess favorite memory of my experience, yeah. uh, it's one of my last classes was PR management. I was already working full time at Hot Topic. Um, I, by that time, I was already working in CRM and email marketing. And uh, I, he broke the class up into groups, and he found uh, you know an actual company. Uh, it was called Second Brain. It was. The idea was uh, consolidating all of your social media into one place so that you didn't have to log in. So found a real client, and they split everyone in the class into groups, and they said only one group is going to get the A. So we were in a, a team the entire semester, and um, and only one group basically gets the client, which is you know a real-world situation, right? Yeah. And uh, I was so determined. I was on a great team that really contributed, and I remember being really motivated at... Um, and driven by one competition to an actual real client and, and and presenting back I felt like it was um, you know putting putting what you learn into practice versus you know simply writing it down or taking a test um, so I really appreciated that experience especially yeah. since it was in one of your last classes before right. getting out into the and, real world and because we got we got the the only a <laughs> but that's super cool that he he did that for you guys because it just shows a lot that teaching just isn't writing something down or like taking a test like you said but it could be a lot of this real world experience because that's one of the most important things you need 
before you graduate, like whether it's taking the internship, like you said, or like requiring the internship, or just taking a class that just teaches you how you would act when actually getting a client. And it was a real client too, which is also makes yeah. it a lot more like believable than. I think he was based in Norway too, so we had he was up really late watching us present. <laughs> Via Skype, yeah. <laughs> he took the time to like help you guys out because he knew that it would help learn a lot in comparison to actually like, taking a test. And Forever Twenty One is closing down. Have you heard of like that? Yeah. So, how do you work around that? Was that like big news in your company or? Oh, total big news and, and a real bummer. There's been a lot of um, Chapter Eleven bankruptcy, you know, updates around and, and specifically within fast fashion. Um, I think one of the biggest ones I remember hearing was American Apparel. Um, you know, a lot of the companies sort of find their way to make a comeback or they get bought out and, you know, they're revamped. Look at um, Nasty Gal, for, an exa- for example. Yeah. Um, they were bought out by a company called Boohoo in Europe. And so they're, they're still with us, just a different parent company. I don't know if Forever 21 will go away. I, I hope that, you know, something happens with them, that they, they stick around. Uh, but I think it's a showing of the times in regards to fast fashion specifically. I think um, when sustainability is a top of mind and focus for a younger generation, you know, you know, inexpensive clothes without not, not best quality is not something that we, um, that I feel our um, younger generation is focusing on. Um, they're, maybe focusing on quality a little bit more and being sustainable and um, just I think that's where it's going in regards to fast fashion. On top of that, I think Forever 21 had, you know, that top tier space in regards to, you know, let's say college students. I'm, I'm sure it does, but then when you have big players like Fashion Nova come in who don't have all the retail overhead and all that real estate yeah. space that they need to pay for and are offering fast shipping at good prices and then they're working with the right talent and influencers, it's, you know, it's clear why, what's going on with Forever 21. How did you get to school? Was it, were you commuting? Did you move nearby and just walk there? How was that? So when I transferred over to Cal State Fullerton, I actually ended up moving very close to campus off of Placentia and Nutwood. So just on the other side of the 57 um, and I walked to school. Um, And when I transferred, this was after coming off this like great first year of college at UCSB, you know, dorm life, not working. Um, so I was working full time, therefore I was at school at night. It was hectic and unfortunately it also meant I didn't get to do as many activities as I feel like I would have liked to do looking back. Um, so I wasn't part of a club. I think technically I was part of the ski and snowboard club at UC Santa Barbara, but didn't go ski or snowboarding once. Um, and I, I didn't get to do too many activities cause it was at night. It's a, it's a different crowd. Uh, very serious students that you know also work during the day or have kids and they're sort of like in and then out um, which I have a lot of respect for Um, but uh, my net and you know obviously my experience got me where I am today so I am grateful for that but shout out to all you night students out there I'm going to share this story because I was telling you when I walked in but I would follow people as they were leaving campus and ask them if I could take them to their car so that I can get their parking spot. Um, so that hasn't changed, but it's good to hear that they're putting another parking structure in because it's desperately needed, and especially since uh, Cal State Fullerton is such a commuter school. It's a doggy dog world out there. <laughs> you just have to go for it. 
you would say that you would want to get more involved on campus, but with your full-time job, it seemed like it was a little difficult for that to happen. I think I could have tried a little bit harder, um, but I think in my experience in study abroad and the people I met during that summer where I got to see every day, yeah. got to travel with and have memories that no one can take away, um, those those uh, connections will, will remain. Um, and whether or not they you know, lead to an opportunity, like it, it's, it's still nothing, nothing to scoff at. Yeah. <laughs> My professor was actually giving a really good speech in class yesterday, and he was just asking us why we didn't study abroad or why we don't want to, and a lot of people were saying finances or they didn't have the time, and he just brought up that the $2,000 right now that you might have to pay out in cash, it will mean nothing in like five years, like you won't regret it on your deathbed saying, I should have saved those 2000 instead of studying abroad. It will be the opposite. Save yourself some Starbucks for a couple months yeah. and <laughs> and, 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 and invest in and travel now because you think you're busy now. You will be a lot more busy second life hits after graduating. And it's investing in yourself type of thing. <laughs> yes, it is absolutely an investment. All travel uh, and experiences is an investment in yourself. So what is one thing that you would have done differently on campus if you could go back again? Would it be taking another minor? Was it being... Uh, meeting with a certain professor or joining a certain club? Well, I always wanted to do, to do an, a minor in international business. Um, thankfully, I've gotten the work experience in that and in my line of work, which I'm grateful for. But um, I, I think I would have, I should have probably stuck it out a little bit more and just got that under my belt. Uh, and then another thing is if I can go back in time, I maybe would either pick up another minor or change to um, computer science. I think. Uh, for those that are listening right now, don't be freaked out if you want to go into fashion. It's not for everyone, but I learned that the software engineers in the fashion space have it really nice. Um, they get to build stuff. Um, they can design. They can work from anywhere in the world. The starting salary is really impressive, and there is just a, a growing need. You know, you can't have a company without a website, so uh, they're in high demand, um, and um, I'm currently trying to push my niece into <laughs> becoming a software engineer. So what is some advice that you would give to students who are trying to get into fashion, but they don't really know if it is for them? Well, I mean, we talked a little bit about internships, um, and uh, so definitely would recommend taking one, and if they're not at that point where they want to commit time to an internship, I'd look up your favorite fashion brands and read their about me section. Um, a lot of them basically share their background, why they came to be, the problems they were trying to solve, see if you're aligned with them. Um, also, there is an amazing uh, podcast series called How It Was Built, uh, where um, they interview the founders of different brands and companies, and they basically share their story on how it was made. Um, which a lot of the times it goes back to their experiences in college and what inspired them. Granted, these people started their own companies, um, but a lot of the episodes are around fashion brands. Uh, so it's really interesting to get insight into like how it was built and created and structured uh, to give you that inside look like, oh, would I want to be a part of that? And there's also a podcast called The Business of Fashion. Uh, I actually uh, gave an interview earlier in the summer, um, and this podcast series is all about uh, helping people who are starting their own uh, fashion brands. Uh, so there are a lot of great episodes on that. I highly recommend it if you're interested in um, entering fashion. So you seem like a pretty pretty podcast person. Yeah, I, I've, I've had a resurgence of podcasts um, for personal use. I think I, I started to listen to podcasts maybe like two years ago more seriously, but before that I was just very touch and go, and now I'm obsessed with like 
murder mystery and <laughs> and self-help and um, just comedy. Yeah, so when I graduated, I just wanted to get into fashion and marketing. That was just like my main goal. Um, and um, thankfully, I was able to do that through the recession and everything. And um, I'm really proud of how it turned out for me. Um, obviously, success and you know doing your job means accomplishing your goals. Um, but I, I had a really great boss that told me I should always have a five-year plan and uh, a written out five-year plan. And when I graduated, it was all about, okay, get a job in fashion, you know, coordinator entry level. And it was uh, very title-based. Success a lot, you know, back then was driven by what title I had and how much I made. And now it's it's a little different, um, you know, with been working full-time for a really long time. Um, so while, you know, pay is definitely important and, and title definitely is important. Um, success means a little, uh, being a little bit more well-rounded. Um, you'll learn that when you have your head down and working hard, it'll, it'll pay off. But then um, you're, as you get older, you're fulfilled by other things. Yeah. I'm making sure that you leave room for that. Um, I find that to be my current definition of success is to find something you, you know, are good at and love to do and get paid for it. And then also making sure that you have room in your life for things outside of your career. Um, so a few tips for all of you. Um, the first is be open. You never know what's going to get you to the next point. So in my experience, I was open to a receptionist role, even though it had nothing to do with marketing. Um, and that got me to the next step. So um, I think it's really important that you get into the right company or right industry or industry adjacent and just be open to that because that can open another door for you. And that could also tie back to some of the classes that people take, maybe if they're taking... Um, the second, I know we talked a little bit about data before, but I really think that data is power. Um, and in any company, in any role, if you do your research or you have some information to back up your idea, it will be listened to um, most of the time. If you're at a company where there, you know, fosters a lot of collaboration, if you have that data to back you up, you will look super prepared. You look, well, you'll know what you're talking about and it'll give you credibility. Um, the next time a problem should arise, it will go to you. Uh, and then the third tip, um, you know, and this I realize is comes more naturally to some than others. Um, but in addition to, you know, being really smart and at what you do and really good at your job when you get there, it's important to also know how to treat people in the workspace, whether it's an office or in the field or even virtually if you end up working remote, uh, just uh, having the courtesy of respect um, goes a long way and is remembered and people want to work with you. Um, I think a lot of people are really great at their jobs, but they often forget that and it doesn't always foster a healthy work environment. And you want to be in a healthy work environment and you just treat others the way you want to be treated. And the question I had about, since you work in a multitude of jobs, how do you know when it's the right time for you to switch a job and when you should start looking? For me, I knew it was time to move on to the next thing when either it was no longer a challenge for me. Um, I like, you know, fortunately, fortunately with the companies I work for, I got up in the morning and I looked forward to going to work. 
and obviously not everyone wants to get up on a Monday morning, especially after Super Bowl, and get 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 to their job. But for the most part, I've always had that feeling. So when that sort of slipped away, and it wasn't a challenge, then it was it, it's time for the next move. Um, and then as far as looking back, I'm a believer that what's in the past is in the past. Everything happens for a reason. You're on, you're on a journey, and it's not always a A to B situation. You know, you you could come back. A lot of the companies I've worked for would you know gla- be happy to have me back. Yeah. Um, and you always want to make sure you leave no, that being an option. So there's nothing wrong with going back. Um, but as far as looking back at your experience, uh, especially when you're just gaining that experience, I think you want to make sure you look forward and, um, and and build on what you've learned. Well, you should always be looking at your next move as a step up or if it's a lateral move, that there is that potential for growth. And that growth could either come from a promotion opportunity or that growth can be, I'm also going to learn this other skill set while I'm here. And that's when you should consider about making a move. Taking a step down should not be done unless there is potential for either that promotion growth or that developmental growth. You should look at it not like a ladder, but like a step. And then it expands this way before taking the next step. It's just like the book The Alchemist, which I recommend everyone to read. And I'd, I'd love to help anyone or, you know, give any advice I can give based on my experience. I'm happy to help anyone interested in getting into either e-commerce or, or fashion in any way. Yeah, any advice that you need, even if it's just general questions or just asking about what she does, you can reach her on Time Pro Network. So thank you, Monica, so much for joining us this week. We really appreciate it, you sharing your experiences and wisdoms with all of us here at CalSake Fullerton. And if you would like to connect with Monica or any other uh, Titan alumni, like she mentioned, she is on Titan Pro Network, which is our very own Titan LinkedIn site. And with that, you can ask any alumni you see on there, whether it's with fashion, computer science, business, communications. There's alumni in every industry to meet with you and to speak with you, and they're willing to help you out connecting with you and mentoring you. So join us today at Titan Pro Network. And with that, we're going to end it off. So be sure to join us next Saturday at 4 p.m. where we'll continue with our next guest. Bye. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.